0: Please be advised that the content of this show is for adults 18 and older, due to mature topics and subject matter. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby from Dublin, Ireland, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Allow me to introduce the guy I dumped once upon a time and lived to regret it, Jiao San, your host in Las Vegas.
1: Hey everyone, Johnson with you here, romantic, truth, loves, Vegas, baby, yeah. Now, um, some of you have always asked, should I convert my friendship into a relationship? I did a podcast on that a while back. Now, um, there's a message that came in, in regards to the same question, and, uh, I answered it there. But let me give you the skinny. If you're with a friend and you guys are getting along very well and it's a situation where you are fearful that if you get into a relationship with this person and promote that friendship to a relationship that is not going to work, you're wrong. To the contrary, See, your personal bias won't allow you to allow that relationship to advance because you want somebody fresh, somebody new, somebody that doesn't know you that well. And that way you feel as though you have the advantage. Now, that may seem good on the beginning side of the relationship. The thing is, you already know the person as your friend and you're familiar with their idiosyncrasies the way they work you have a better foundation with a friendship going into a relationship than you would just going into a relationship because we're accustomed to just generically going into a relationship leaving the friendship component by the wayside and develop it after we have started the relationship big mistake huge mistake Because what happens then, you usually become intimate with that person, you share things with them, and now you're trying to establish the friendship later. Well, what if you only get a booty call with this person, or this person's only in it for sex? You shared all this information with them, shared your body with them and everything, and now you're frustrated. The person ghosted you, they've left you. How you feel like you've been used. This is how a lot of you ladies wind up going in that circle of dating. It's because you got it backwards. You're putting a cart before the horse. You want that friendship to evolve into a relationship. Because you have a foundation. If it's inverse, you don't have that foundation. And so, this is the reason why the guy that just wants to sleep with you... Oh yeah, he's gonna tell you everything in the world for that. And after he does it, he's moving on. Because she didn't require the friendship from him. See, the woman he's gonna marry, she's gonna have that as a prerequisite before they go forward. Because she takes herself seriously. I see this is one of the things that us as men, we observe. Oh, she didn't put me through the hoops and ladders of a friendship. Well, she has homeboy over there on the treadmill trying to become her man, still being her friend. She's giving me card blanche to walk in. I don't have to qualify myself. She likes me in some ways more than I like her. Well, I'm going to take this ride. Even though she may not be somebody I'd want to marry, I'm going to go ahead and use this as long as I can. And this is the way a lot of guys go with it. You're still thinking that this is the man of my dreams. He's thinking... This is the opportunity for me to get a piece of ass. You see the disconnect? And then you want that commitment. Well, you know, before we go forward, I need a commitment from you. Nothing in the friendship ranks. I need a commitment from you. Because now you want to have sex with them to seal the deal. And what do most men do? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're a couple. We're together. And you think now you got something, so you sleep with him. Then he's sleeping with you until the tires fall off. And then you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Our relationship is nothing but about sex. He's like, yeah, that's what it started out as. Well, but I want more than sex. Well, I'm sure you want more than sex. I just want sex. But I thought we had something deeper than that. You made a commitment to me. No, I made a commitment to myself that I was gonna try to screw you as long as I possibly could. You were the one that thought the commitment meant that I was gonna be with you in a relationship. And the guy said, I'm not ready to settle down yet. I'm not ready for a girlfriend yet. This is how a lot of you get left out in the cold. Because see, the way you set the narrative is the way it's going to play out. Because that man, as I told you before, ladies, men follow your lead. You're the one that set the pace. You lay down the stripes in the road for us to follow. And when you lose control of that, and the way you lose control of it, you start going for the relationship before the friendship when he sees that, hmm, I me some, maybe some sharks in the water you haven't observed yet. Now, another thing. Some of you ladies think that by sleeping with the man, that you want him over. Let me gravely disappoint some of you ladies that try this technique nothing more between your legs than any other woman it doesn't have that kind of power you think it does what we're looking for is the personality, the character, the ability to trust the woman the integrity along with that body part in other words, we want someone that we can love and admire and adore and learn from the sex for most men believe it or not sex is secondary if he's been getting it on a regular basis throughout his life and he's looking for something more than that what a lot of you ladies get sidetracked with is the guy that's happy to have a piece of pussy for the first time or to have the opportunity to have that those are the guys that are saying thank you and they're blowing your egos up. They're making you feel better than you are. And they're doing it for a reason. They're gonna ride you until the wheels fall off. Until you ask that question like many women ask. Well, you just with me for sex, huh? Yeah, well, it looks like you finally got the answer. Ding, 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 ding. And these are the very guys that are ready to jettison the relationship now you're thinking he's trying to fight for the relationship he's not going to fight for it he's going to spend his time looking for somebody else that he could do the same thing to because he realized his time is up and these guys do this in cycles now how does this start this actually begins with women have no requirement for those men see a lot of people operate and function on the way their last relationship laid out so they go into a new relationship with that template and trying to see if it fits and with guys If we overlay that template over the next woman and it fits, they use it. If she's requiring friendship first, commitment and all that, where you build something, the guy that's looking for that template to fit perfectly is going to more than likely not be interested in that woman. She's going to require too much of him. He doesn't want to put in a lot of effort. So he goes on to the next one. And see, the sad thing is there are women that are in abundance that are looking for romance and a relationship before friendship. And so that's the reason why a lot of these guys use the same template on women over and over and over and over again. And a lot of the women don't get it. They're sitting there heartbroken, making up all these higher standards for these men and not realizing that it has to do more with her not slowing the pace down and getting to know the guy before loving the guy and trying to cordon him off from the rest of the other women that could possibly hold his interest. That's one of the bigger problems. A lot of women don't like facing this truth. And the reason why they don't like facing it is because of the fact that they put men in a certain category as a friend, like an untouchable. And that's why you mess up ladies. Because that friend, they know your weaknesses and your strengths. They're more beneficial than a man, but what is usually the determining factor you don't see yourself with that guy he's not romantic enough he's not wealthy enough he's not this enough he's not that enough he doesn't have muscles because you're hung up on caricatures of men i remember one lady told me she wanted to date a man that looked like denzel washington i said and would you want that man to treat you well or what oh denzel treats his wife perfect. How do you know that? Not saying that I know the contrary, but I said, how do you know that? You're not in his home. He doesn't bring his wife out in the public eye like that. He's the celebrity. He gets the criticism. He gets the reviews of yay or nay on the film. He keeps his family out of it. Yeah, but I'm sure if I find a good-looking man, he will treat me well. Oh, you're going to just make that equation like that without any fact behind it. She's going on assumptions, and this is where a lot of you ladies mess up going on assumptions with guys. But then when you get burned, after trying to go for the guy you wanted, some of you want to take revenge. Next relationship, I'm not going to lose that one. I'm going to have a victory. you approach it different ways some of you ladies go in treating a guy like shit in the beginning others of you get into the relationship and you're gonna make it work he could be an ain't shit guy but you're gonna make it work you're gonna figure it out even if he has a drug addiction or an alcoholic or a gambler you're gonna figure out a way to make it work you're gonna force it go right ahead at your own peril you're signing up to be heartbroken and used just wanted to let you know that because these guys are saying okay you're going to put yourself out like that and it's on you this is the reason why when things don't work out between you and the guy that you were reaching for ladies and then he rolls it back and says well you're the one that put your heart out there you were the one that had feelings, you were the one that did this, you were the one that did that. He's putting everything back in your face to make you accountable. And a lot of you ladies don't like hearing that shit. That's the way it goes. So what do you do? You get a cheerleader. You get a male simp. Simple, impotent male prototype. You get one of those. Probably a mama's boy. Somebody you know you can control. So that way you feel better. Or you get a guy that ain't shit guy. An Omega male that you can tell what to do. That person has to pay for your poor judgment. You don't want to be that lady and you wonder how some of these women get it right the first time in relationships it's because they slow themselves down they establish a friendship they get to know the man and they work together and she holds him accountable as he does her that's how they get it right the first time they don't do this that and the third to try to make it work it's a mutual effort There are some women that are very good at decision-making skills. I have met them. When it comes down to choosing a partner, shit, I have met them. And there are some that are very poor at it. And most of the women that fail at it are the ones that are looking for the money, looking for the lifestyle, looking for the prestige, looking for the athletes, looking for the wealth. Those are the ones that get the short end of the stick. And the reason being, they want it to fit their narrative instead of the reality of the narrative that's being laid out. So, there's some things that we have to look at. One of them being, are you so in a rush to make it work when you already know that it won't you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out because some of you understand it you read that resistance trying to make the relationship work and it's not working but you know that part when you say I'm gonna make it work When you get to that point, you're forcing it. That's where you fuck up. You can't make someone love you or admire you or want you. It has to be mutual. And if it isn't, you're in a relationship by yourself. A lot of you wind up that way. I remember in the nineties, it was a popular thing for women to tease each other when the other woman didn't have a man. to hear women say well if i don't if i can't get a full man i'll get a piece of a man meaning somebody married or somebody in a relationship just so they could say they head of man. Whew. that's a heavy lift it's a very heavy lift so you have to be understanding you observe and notice may not be deceptive it can actually be legitimate to a point where you actually can trust yourself with some of the decisions you make based on some of the things that you observe and not try to ignore and not try to give the halo bias By the way, Halo Bias is when you fall in love with someone and they can do no wrong, as you see it, and you fail to hold them accountable, this is how a lot of you get burned as well. We'll talk more.
0: I was very skeptical about what you said when it comes to a woman considering dating a friend. I put this guy in the friend zone many years ago after my divorce. Last night I let him take me out on a date and it was the best experience I've ever had. It felt kind of weird being intimate with him. I didn't think I had these kind of feelings inside me for him. Throughout our years of knowing each other, it never dawned on me that he would be someone that could genuinely make me happy. I'm still blushing about last night's date because I really enjoyed myself and him.
1: Well, Cynthia, it looks like everything worked out for you on that. Uh, Congratulations on making that choice. You see, this is what I'm trying to explain. Sometimes you overlook some of the very people that know you better, that already are aware of your parameters, your boundaries, uh, what's important to you, your values, all of these things. They are aware of these things and they respect them. So it's not a situation where you're dealing with a person that you got to train, educate, inform, see whether or not they know About you, Now, more than likely, she passed this guy up because he wasn't the type that she wanted. He was not the kind of man that she wanted or envisioned. She more than likely went for someone who was a total stranger. And this is not uncommon. A lot of women do this because some of them are embarrassed by some of the things that their friends know about them. So they want to have a relationship that's separate. You know, it's like people that separate their food and don't mix the rice with the beans. Um, It's a situation where she wants a fresh start, a lot of times, and she wants to have it where this person has to get to know her, and it's kind of exciting because then she can control the narrative. But with a friend, you can't control that narrative because they were there from day one, so they knew everything that manifests over time. And so what this means then, in essence, is that being that this person is aware of this, they have a consciousness of realizing that, hey, you know what? Um, I can't really pull one over on you. I can't really sidestep something that you experienced with me or something that you saw in me that I may not be so proud of, but this is who I am. Now, I'm willing to bet you, more than likely, this guy tried to talk to her right after her divorce and she wasn't really ready yet and so she didn't want to be mean to him she probably wanted to in essence still have a friend but she wasn't ready for the heaviness of a relationship and he stayed that friend and now he's rewarded and she's kind of resentful probably from missing out on that time she could have been with him and had a wonderful time as she did on her date. These things happen more often than you think. Now, of course, the biggest problem is for the woman to realize that, hey, I got success in my own backyard in some cases. Let me reevaluate some of the decisions I made of course we don't like doing that because we always like to be right as humans men and women and sometimes we may call the wrong shot i know i've done it in the past i broke up with a woman that i really to this day wish i didn't break up with because of the fact that i allowed her being my friend to eclipse how good she was as a person she would have been more durable as a lover than some of the other women that I dated after her. But at the time, I didn't see it that way. I saw her because I had the Madonna effect. I saw her as someone that was pristine, someone that was loving, someone that was nice, and someone that I couldn't envision myself being with intimately, Because physically, she wasn't what I wanted now as you know that comes into conflict with what i tell guys about when i tell you to go for the physical aspect of the woman you want first well that's the reason why she was eliminated as far as consideration but as with anything there's a cost right and i knew that it would benefit me more to have a woman that had the physical attributes along with all of the other attributes that are required. In other words, it has to be that matching set. And will her body be perfect? Of course not. Will everything in her character, behavior, background, situation be perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm trying to get as close as I possibly could at the time to a person that would have that match where both of them interlock. Because no matter who you're with, you're going to have some situations where you got to make compromises on some of your standards or some of your aspirations for your partner. That's just the way it goes. They have to do the same for you in order for you to really accept each other. So, with this, she reevaluated, and he's probably not the most handsome guy. He's probably not the guy that would really served the purpose of her physical needs but now she's gone for him on a characterial basis because of the fact that she's already pursued the physical guy and she found one part of the puzzle but when it came down to the character and everything else and the other side of it they didn't match and that's the reason why she was left with only a half-assed relationship just assume only. Don't know this lady just assuming from what she wrote from what she uh, left on the message. Now, here's the other thing too. When you go that route of wanting that match between the physical aspect and the character behavior situation those kind of things that are acceptable what you have to understand is that you're going to miss out on one side of the equation or the other. You'll probably get the person with the good looks. You may not get the other part of it. In other cases, you'll get the other part of it and may not get the attraction of good looks. It all depends on what is most valuable to you. Now, there are some men out there that don't care about the physical aspect as long as she has the curatorial aspects and the rest, and there's nothing wrong with that. It all depends on how you are comfortable with that person. It's just that more often than not, men cheat based on physical appearances. So therefore, you might want to look at that and make sure that you're okay, genuinely okay, with the build of the woman that you're gonna be with before you make that choice, or you make that promise to her. Because ladies, let me tell you something. If you're pushing for a man to be with you, he's debating as to whether or not he can make a promise to you that he can keep. Because that promise is not only to you, it's to himself as well. And if he doesn't feel as though it's warranted, he's not gonna make it. And you call it commitment, he views it as a promise. Because he knows good and well that if he takes on that, His own integrity is in question. So don't be disappointed if a man tells you, you know, I'm not ready to commit. He genuinely means it. There's a reason for it. He's already seen something that is not acceptable to him. And You may like him. He may have everything you want. But he's not ready to make that step. And the reason why he's not ready to make that step Is because he sees something that. He doesn't see that he could fix. He doesn't see that you will fix. He won't tell you that. He'll show you. By telling you. Hey. Let's be friends. Pretty much like you do with the guys. Now. I'm happy for her. That she actually. Reassessed and came to this realization. However, I'm willing to bet you dives the donuts the way she came to this was because she ran out of prospects. And she probably took an introspective look at herself, saw that she was still lonely, out of chasing all of those men that she would have liked to have had in her life or those men that chased her that didn't amount to anything. And now she says, I still feel empty. Let me get some emotional fulfillment. And this is what she's done. And now what has happened, since that milestone has been met with her, she's more tolerant on maybe this guy not meeting the physical criteria. But he makes it up with his character. Now, men go this route too with some women. That's the reason why some of these guys may be into a certain woman, and they may be won over our personality character and those kind of things and willing to accept the physical aspect most women most men do with women and the problem you have is that with some men they want to abate the temptation of that physical attraction to that woman meaning that they want to go and get that criteria met first and then try to fight and match it in pieces. Because everybody wants that, men and women. They would like to have the attractive person with all the characteristics to go with them to match. The problem is for men, a lot of us focus more on the physical aspects because that's gonna be the most detrimental. That's where guys are gonna do the most straying and the most cheating. Especially if he's a guy that has never had that good-looking woman before, or that sexy woman before. He just wants to see what it's like. So even if he's with a woman, that may not be the physical uh, aspiration that he wants. If he does cheat, more often than not, it's going to be short-lived, and it's going to be something that he's just going to go To do as a milestone for himself. Cheating is a selfish act. No matter how you look at it. But here's the difference. And I'm not justifying cheating for men. In no way, form or fashion. But what I'm saying is is this. A lot of you ladies already know this. And you're not threatened by. Him straying like that. Because of the fact that. You know no matter what you have the things besides the physical side that the other woman doesn't have because he's coming back. He's trying to hide. Anytime a man is trying to hide an extramarital affair from you or a relationship from you, nine times out of ten, he's fearful of losing you. Not just his assets, of you. But you got to remember, you're the one he can trust right now. That other one You can't. He either doesn't know her well enough, and you gotta ask yourself, even if he knew her before you guys got married or in the relationship, what actually prompted him to make the choice to be with you? It's because he trusted you more than he trusted the other woman. Even if you had an oops baby, Yes, there were some obligations there that he had to meet. But here's the thing. You're more than likely confiding in you when he will with the other woman. He only breaches that confidentiality when it's something that he feels as though he can't resolve. He can't really express himself. He would feel embarrassed. Things that he's talked to you about and you guys still can't get along. So you want to address it with him. Now, please understand, a lot of that's on his plate. But in any case, ma'am, Cynthia, I wish you the best of luck. You always have an invite to come on the show. We'd love to have you on as a guest. And we'll do the show live.
0: anything that has a hole and that's breathing. Maybe if they would focus on not being so horny they could probably have a decent relationship with the woman. Too bad they always think with their dicks first. It would be nice to find a man using his brain. I get so goddamn tired of these women talking about what men will fuck. Let's take a look at some of the things that I have seen women fuck over my years. Where do we start? Let's start the list. Shall we fingers, vibrators, cucumbers, corn, eggplants, sausage dildos, baseball bats, beer cans, wine bottles, water bottles, peppermint sticks, salt and pepper shakers, squash, dill pickles, carrots, bananas, zucchini bedpost, umbrella handles, and not to mention candles do I need to go on? Damn it, I almost forgot the rest of the inventory list of popsicle and fudge sticks, I'm talking about the whole thing, ice cream cones, hands, fists, and feet, I guess that covers it. So when you talk about men fucking everything, maybe you should think about some of the things that women do to themselves. As a former paramedic and ER nurse, I have seen it all. Women are just as perverted as men are, and they masturbate on the same level, so quit bullshitting yourself with this diatribe of crap. I'm sure she's probably one of these angry feminists that tries to vilify men all the time. I got burned out in the medical profession dealing with stupid shit that people do to themselves for no apparent reason, both men and women, so there you go. Niigata-sen shusshin no Keiko desu. Watashi niji nanasai sai dokushin de Romantic Truths podcast wo kiite ite, All right, folks.
1: Let's talk about new Year's. Negative equity relationship situations. Those are nears. Now in a near, you don't get back what you put in. No matter what you do for that partner in that relationship, mm -mm, it's just like term insurance. You pay for the term and that's it. You're not building up any equity in anything. So if you outlive your policy, you're without insurance. Now the thing with a near is that that means you may not get the affection, the love, the reciprocity, the consideration of the partner. People that get involved with nears are usually people that want more out of a person than that person is willing to give them. And they will sacrifice their own Feelings or emotions for that cause because they want that person so badly in their lives. Now, you will find women commonly say things like, well, marriage license is only a piece of paper. And yet she's been with this guy for 9, 10, 15 years. They've had children together. They've been playing house all that time. But deep inside, she's saying, I would like to be Mrs. So-and-so. I would like to have a title besides his girlfriend and baby mama or his permanent fiance. But some women don't want to push it because they're afraid they'll lose the whole thing with the guy. So they just kind of keep things as they are. Not realizing they're vulnerable to a lot of things. He could have gone out and started a whole other family with another woman and everything else and have her already decked out with life insurance policies on him and everything probably even bought property with him you never know it would have been more of a riskier proposition if he were married to him because if he did that that meant that that was a communal asset if he were to buy something outside the marriage with someone else but being that you haven't done that guys were split he still keeps his equity with that other woman and that property they purchased so guys love it when they hear a woman say that when she's thrown up her hands about marriage old oh, marriage ain't nothing but a piece of paper it's just a one day thing he's spending all that money wasting all that money that's what they want they want the cynical woman that thinks that way what does that mean for him Shit, the way we living now is the way we going to stay living. I don't have to worry about getting a promotion on the job. I just keep on the job. And we'll be content with the mediocrity that we have. We don't need to grow. And what we'll do is live vicariously through our children. Want our children to be better than we are. <laughs> because they didn't put any effort in themselves to be better than they could be. So, they're gonna let the children carry that burden. And they're gonna double down on them and put that burden on the children to do the things that they would have liked to have done. Son, you're gonna play football, basketball, run track. You're gonna get all A's in school. Well, why didn't you do that, Dad? It's not about me, it's about you. I'm making a sacrifice. Well, you could have made that sacrifice for yourself before trying to push all this shit on me. So, in this level of comfort and mediocrity, and I've seen this play out a few times in my time, in my life, where you have this couple that have been together, living together all these years, never got married, and then when the man dies, another woman comes in, children that he had fathered outside the relationship comes to play and they're snatching assets in court. That's one of the risks you run. Now, true enough, a man can go outside the marriage, get a woman pregnant, have a relationship, and still, it would impact the communal assets. But here's the thing he'd probably tread a little bit softer if he's got a ring on this finger, Because, see, he has something legal that could put him behind the eight ball. But as long as it's just a living arrangement, shit. <laughs> no matter how long you slept with him, how much you slept with him, how many children you gave him, and what do you have? The threat of child support only. Can't even get in for alimony. And people in California try to get people for palimony, promises, and that kind of thing. Good luck with that. Depends on what state you're in. But you have to watch the kind of person you marry before you get there. Because you go to a state like Texas and marry now, and there are new laws, it's hard to sell to get a, divo- a default divorce, almost impossible. So you really have to watch what you're doing with that. I met a woman one time and her whole life, adult life, had been spent in long-term live-in relationships. Started at 19 to 29 in one relationship. She went from 29 close to 33, 34 in another. This woman is 55 years old now. And she was telling me, I've never been married. I never had any children. I never had anyone that I thought really loved me. I've always been by myself. I've always been alone. And I'm saying to myself, why did you do that to yourself? Now, when I asked her that question, which I really should have thought about before I blurted it out, she said, I don't love me. I was trying to make somebody love me so I could love myself. And when she said that, I was like, God damn. Because I'd never heard someone actually openly admit that about themselves in that way usually go blaming blame on something else but she began to realize that as I tell you statistically women will leave a man if they've been cohabitating in the 10th year of the relationship if they're just cohabitating because see especially if she is younger by the time she gets to her late 20s She's realizing, oh shit, I've been messing over my prime years of beauty. My prime years of being accepted and liked and wanted. What the hell was I thinking? And once she has that rethink on that, and especially if her girlfriends are like, doing better than she, she's gonna realize, "Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh, my marketability is going down being with this dude if you're going to be with me you're going to have to step me up or I need to step out because they've already gone through that whole thing they've gone through the stages of development especially if they were like 18 or 19 they have already gone through that stage, those stages of development over those 10 years and they've grown But the problem is the environment in which they've been in hasn't grown. The relationship hasn't grown. Especially if she hasn't started a career, hasn't gone to school, hasn't done anything that she wanted to do. It's been all about the kids and him. She feels as though she's in a negative equity relationship situation i'm not getting anything out of this i love my kids but i see no growth that's what kills a lot of relationships you gotta have that growth oh he's content with coming home having a beer putting his feet up on the coffee table and hitting a remote to watch his black and white westerns are you sitting there saying yourself. yourself I mean, honey we need to talk talk about what well I was thinking about going back to school well you know we really can't afford that well I see you can afford to go and buy football tickets to see the Raiders or to see whoever yeah but you know that's different that doesn't cost that much because we get a discount and qualify and she feels as though she's stuck in the boat had a lady that wrote in about a year ago she couldn't get her get her husband's attention during the football season so what she decided to do while all of his boys were there watching the game she came in with a jersey and nothing else underneath it and he went berserk and she couldn't get his attention. And he was calling her a whore and talking about, oh, you're putting yourself in front." But what it came down to, she wasn't getting anything back from him in the relationship. That was her way of speaking out. And fellows, when a woman doesn't feel as though she has a voice in a relationship, she'll let you know it. Look at what happened with the uh, Sheik of Dubai, with his wife. Took $56 million and got a private jet and left the country by night and went to England. Damn. Well, of course, being a guy worth $5 billion, that's a drop in the bucket. But still, that's a lot of money. what I'm getting at is listening. I can't stress this enough because a lot of men are groomed to think that that's a weakness and it's not. It's a strength. The more information you know, the wiser the decisions you can make based on that information. I mean people don't look at it that way because their pride gets in the way. Those stereotypical roles that keep you motivated to go and be the one to have the last word keeps it where you are in control when you're really not. You know, the thing is when you're in a negative equity relationship situation, your voice is not heard. You don't feel as though you get your point across. Sometimes you protest, sometimes you do things out of the ordinary to get your partner's attention. Sometimes that doesn't work. And sometimes you do self-destructive things in order to get his attention. The lady that goes out to the bar and decides that she's just gonna find any random guy to sleep with to hurt her husband, but she's actually doing is hurting herself exposing herself to a guy that she doesn't know and maybe she'll get the attention of her husband if something were to happen to her or to go out and get pregnant by another dude deliberately and then have the husband thinking it's his when it's not there was a lady that did it years ago in a southern state she got pregnant by a black man and she was Caucasian and the husband thought for sure to be his kid and he was ready for it and everything. And she didn't get along with his family. She had already explained to her family what was going on with the baby. what she did, told her mother. And when the baby was born, he filed for divorce immediately. Nobody wanted the kid. Nobody wanted to be around the kid. He wasn't going to pay child support. That wasn't his game. So he thought he wanted to pay. And eventually, the father of the child came back into the picture and asserted himself. And then the family wanted to fight for custody of the child, of the husband's family because they realized the child wasn't gonna be this smut baby as they had uh, referred to it. The child was a caramel colored child, beautiful child. And you had three parties fighting for this child for custody. The mother, of course, succeeded. Then he went back to court, the husband did, ex-husband and got out of the child support commitment because the father biological father stood up and paid even though she and the biological father couldn't get along the child was reared that way then the ex-husband's mother begged to see the child wanted to see the child conditions were, she would have to come over to visit the child. Bringing the child all of these toys and everything, trying to persuade the mom to let them have visitation with the child at home. Nope. Wasn't going to happen. She was smart by not doing that. And then once they realized they couldn't get their way, of course, they went back to their old ways the way they were in the beginning. And all of this was predicated on her feeling abandoned by her husband, her being marginalized, and her way of acting out was to go and try to do something that would hurt him. However, she didn't have the intention of getting pregnant. It happened. But she knew that having sex with a black man was gonna be the thing that she wouldn't be forgiven for. But she wasn't ready to tell him. When she found out she was pregnant, She postponed because she wanted to turn the knife even more by allowing the child to be born and to realize that it definitely wasn't a white child. Some people act out that way. It varies. The one thing to keep in mind though is this, If your partner is letting you know that they're not being treated well, fairly, if they feel as though they can't communicate, women usually represent this by going silent. Ladies, let me tell you something. When your man goes silent, doesn't want to talk to you about certain things, you guys had a dispute on or something. Here is the thing. You may not feel as though he can open up to you. You gotta remember, when a person shuts down and they're not sharing with you, that means they don't trust you in some capacity with what they want to share in those feelings with you. Now, that very same person will go to someone else and dump it like a damn dump truck. I can't tell you how many times at work I used to hear it. How many times in the clubs I used to hear it? I used to get sick of hearing the stories. And you know, it's funny. People write in the show sometimes, they say, oh, these people, you know, they tell their stories. And I'm like, no, it's not their stories. It's part of their lives. A life that you have not lived. So somebody, if you wrote into this show or left a message and I played it back or read your email, people would classify your experience as a story. because this is the only way they can frame it because their lives are so mundane and when something does happen a hiccup does happen all of a sudden they look at it as a monumental event but if you were to share it with someone else it would just be a story just like what you said talking to a friend the other day and I was telling them about something and they were like oh yeah you, you got a lot of stories I said no I don't and I said here's the, here's the article you can read it yourself it's, it's right there you can read it yourself New York Post New York Times you can read it yourself because they try to remove themselves from some of the things that life gives us and we like to live in this bubble thinking that, well, you know, I, I don't wanna be around anything that doesn't pertain to me. Well, you know what, everything pertains to you because in some way, form or fashion, very everything you're running away from is gonna wind up biting you in the ass at some point. Why is that? Life is unpredictable. The only thing that you have as a constant, as a sure bet, is your ability to try to run away from the things that scare you the most. The things you don't want to hear about, things you don't want to see about, they're there. How many times have you heard people say, oh, you know, in this community, there's no crime. Well, why was there a mass murder at your school? You can't justify it. Because you don't know what resides in the hearts and minds of people. And we love to put nice little cues on everything in life. well, everything in life is not going to be pristine and wonderful and nice. There are going to be some challenges. There are going to be some setbacks. There are going to be things that you will have to deal with. We all have to deal with them. But what we'd like to do is take the bones out of the fish and live life as if there were no complications. That would be lovely, but that's something that's sold to us like the American dream is sold to us. But in that dream, they don't tell you how you're going to pay for that fucker, does it? do they? No. They don't tell you what you're going to do when you're trying to pay for that house with the picket fence and you lose your job, do they? No. Did they say anything about the 2008 financial crisis? No. So you never know what unpredictable factors may come in and ruin your narrative in life. This is the reason why you have to be more flexible. More rigid people try to limit their exposure to things, and the reason why they try to do this, they try to live in that capsule. I'm gonna hide from the world, and all this shit's not gonna happen to me. And yet they get robbed one night, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, the world is turned. Uh, people are evil, and this and that. No, no, it's the same shit that was going on. The very same thing that you're saying. Thank God that didn't happen to me, and it happens to you. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh shit. The world needs to end. No, it doesn't. You can protect yourself as much as you possibly can. That's with anything in mind. Your feelings. Your security. Everything. But there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Each day that we live, that we make it through, we don't think about it. That's a monumental achievement in itself. You don't think about the people that didn't make it as long as you have. Some of the people that died when you were in high school, junior high, elementary school, that didn't even make it to where you are today. There are going to be changes in our society and the world, whether we like it or not. The world is showing us that in general. We're worried about mass shootings and opus kind of things. When the earth says, fuck it, we're gonna change the temperature in the world. We're gonna change climate and you can't do a damn thing about it. And we could go and we could just cut everything off that's polluting the atmosphere and it still wouldn't make a difference. See, we're at a level of understanding what's going on, not knowing what's going on. And we can only understand from historical fact. But we can't project knowledge in the future. We can only go by expectations. Why do you think when there's a hurricane, they have all of these different maps showing where it could go? (laughs) Nobody really knows we have to wait and find out what the results are. Oh, we'd like to predict a lot of shit. But we can't. Even with human behavior, there's certain things, certain patterns of behavior that may be congruent with others that may fall into that pattern. But there may be some deviations and some differences. Any psychologist will tell you that. because not all people are one the same. People have different idiosyncrasies, different triggers. Many times we don't know what they are. I remember it was crazy when I was little and these guys would come back from Vietnam on the college campus and tell us about some of the things that they had to go through and that they saw, they had to experience. And some of the guys, some of the college-age guys, there would, man, nobody wanna hit them old-ass war stories. And then you could look into the eyes of those guys that, that experienced it, and they were offended. Because the majority of those guys telling them that shit weren't there, they didn't serve. And they were the same ages, but they were fortunate because they didn't get coddled up in the letter. They didn't get that letter. Again, what does it come down to? A lack of sensitivity, a lack of caring. People distance themselves from things that are problematic because they want to be in that state of denial. Because that's their way of coping with things that they can't really change or control. See, by just accepting the fact that, okay, I was born and there's shit that's going on here that I can't really control. I'll just have to configure my life to be flexible and manage my way around them as they come. I can educate myself as much as possible as a defense mechanism, but I don't have to worry about this shit for the most part. If it happens, I'll just have to contend with whatever happens because how are you going to have all contingencies for something you don't know what you may have to have a contingency for? There's some things that are obvious that, you know, there's a possibility that things can happen, but there are other things you have no idea and they could just come out of the blue. You just don't know. When I got laid off and had my last paycheck in my hand and I'm putting it in an ATM machine, this brother's standing there lying long as hell. Women, white people, black people Hispanic everybody in line well who did he wait to pull the gun on me out of everybody else because he knew if something were to happen being you know, I was a black man and he was black shit he wasn't worried about no serious time but he didn't understand how bad I needed that check that day. When I put it in that machine and got my money out, and then he pulled that gun, oh it was it was on, we gonna fight. I was already mad because I got laid off. And that intensified the fight. The one thing I wasn't gonna do, I wasn't gonna let him have the benefit of it. I was spending my money last few dollars I had at that time, mm-mm. Taking food out of my mouth, fuck him and that gun. In hindsight, it was foolish. It'd been easy for me just to hand him the money and that's it. Unfortunately, one of the women grabbed a gun. They called the police his ass went to jail on his third strike it was foolish for me I was younger then but I had to realize too it wasn't even about any pride it was about my survival and I put more emphasis on the survival of me having that paycheck than on that gun going off in my body Folks, don't ever do anything foolish like I did. Like I told you, I admit my mistakes. That was a big one. It'd been easier just to let them go. I could have made more money. But I had to learn how to control myself afterwards. Realize realized what I exposed myself to. Once I got that gun out of his hand and started just swelling on him, I didn't stop. That was the main thing. Now, we man to man now. You don't, have, you don't have that advantage. Adrenaline was just like cocaine in my veins at that time. Even though I never had cocaine. But I was on it. Not gonna. That was one thing I was not going to do that day. People in line were mortified. And to this day, I don't know who that lady was, but I thank her for taking that gun away. And he dropped it, that's all that needed to happen. So, had things gone left, I wouldn't be here today. But it wasn't one of those things where I made a decision to hate everybody that looked like me and that were male because of it. It was just his ass I didn't like. Because of what he did. Some of you may not have to experience anything in life. You may have a wonderful life. You may have a pristine life, may have had it, may have lived in the bubble. Good for you, I'm proud of you. Some of you that write in the show, oh, you know, these people are just low-lifes and the... No, they're not. They're regular, ordinary people. Half of these people are the people paying the damn taxes that give you the tax breaks so that you could live that cush life. These are the people that are getting robbed. These are the people that are getting assaulted while you sit back with your secured fences and gates. Think about that shit. Somebody pays the price in every society, no matter where they are. So I'm gonna leave you with this, folks. Through it all, if you find yourself in a near, Negative equity relationship situation. Try talking to your partner. See if they will go to counseling with you. If not, go to counseling for yourself, by yourself. And determine what would be the best solution for you. You can't go with a solution for your partner if they don't want to participate. You have to look out for the best choice for you and your children. Or if you're the man, for you and your children. Just tell him.
0: I've been deliberately trying to avoid my BFF because her husband told me that he is going to leave her. I don't want to get involved in their mess because I just survived the divorce last year. What shocked me was that he wanted to see if we could start seeing each other on the low.
1: Now, ma'am, you would be an idiot to go to your friend with this. The best thing for you to do is to stay where you are, tell him no, you're not interested in him, and leave it alone. Here's why I say this. You tell your friend that he's told you about the divorce. Even if you went so far as to also include his advance towards you, here's what's going to concern you the most. Your friend may not believe you, first of all. And then again, she may. Let's talk about the non-believing aspect of it. Unless she hears it from him, she may not believe it's true. Always remember, no matter how close of a friend you are, most people that get in relationships, they believe in their partner more than they believe in you. They've done more to be with their partner than they have with you. You guys have been through some tough times, some good times, some bad times. However, you don't go through the times that you go through with the person in the relationship on that level with them now the other thing if he were to tell her you don't know what he's already told her he could have already told her he's divorcing her and that he wants to be with you imagine that conversation that would put gasoline on the fire you need to steer clear of this all Clear of him, clear of her. Let them try to resolve it. The minute you start putting your foot down, even if you go into her defense, you would be right in the middle of it. A lot of times when people are having relational problems, what they try to do is to get a consensus, to get people behind them, so they'll feel more validated in their argument. Well, here's the problem with that in a situation like this. Take for instance, you take her side, and you tell him how much of a, tell her how much of a creepy is trying to make a move on you. And she said, wait a minute, whoa, 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 you're talking about my man. You don't know if she's all the way on your side of the fence yet. Don't get involved. Let that mess stir and let it simmer and let it cool. I tell her you can support her. And the way you support her is maybe listening to her on the phone. That's it. Just listen. And I wouldn't even offer any advice. And the reason why I wouldn't you don't know what state of mind she's in. It could be something that could trigger her when you say, well, you know, you may need to leave him. Uh, you know he's going to divorce you. What if she doesn't know this? Well, the first thing she's going to think, well, how the hell do you know that my husband's divorcing me? be too messy. Way too messy. It's your life, not mine. Live it well.
0: We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawsons music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail.